This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Hello and welcome to Unity this morning. Unity is an open source spirituality recognizing truths from all the world's traditions of spirituality. Also welcoming in all those of different backgrounds, sexual orientations, and economic status. We're glad you're all here on this beautiful Sunday morning. And we have our opening music from Soulshine. Good morning, everybody. We broke out one of the old chants from back in the Terry and Dave days. It kind of has an echo part, and then uh, you'll see, they will echo me. You can sing whatever part you want. It's all day long, I think of love. Love I am. Love I am. Love I am. Love I am. All day long, I think of love. Love I am Love I am All day long I think of love Love I am Oh, I forgot something. You guys need to be standing up. Come on, get up on your feet. You guys don't have to wait till I tell you. But it's nice that you did. Let's do that again. All day long I think of love, yeah. All day long I think of love, love I am, love I am, am. all day long I think of love, love I am. of understanding I hear I see I know I am on a journey the path of understanding I hear I see I know what are you saying? I'm on a journey here you go I'm on a journey the path of understanding I hear I see, I see, I know. I know. Do that again. I am on the path of understanding. I hear, I see, I know. Do it again, you sing. Love, love I 
That was beautiful. Thank you. And let's do our mission statement together. We are a vibrant and welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And we'd like to welcome Claire, the celebrator of celebrations. Thank you. Oh, you got to go on a super fun vacation. Yeah, my husband and I just got back from Roatan, Honduras, and it was amazing. We did a scuba dive trip, and we do did a couple night dives. We dove with sharks, which was super, super cool. So, don't, I know. You know what? And what's, it blows my mind that I scuba dive with sharks because that movie ruined the water for me. I would not go into the deep end of a swimming pool because I thought Jaws was going to come and get me. And so I, and it, but I just said. Oh, no, see, not a good idea, not a good idea. Hi, Pamela. Welcome. She's coming in. It's just so good to be back. We're a little smaller. I know things, things have changed. We got smoke. We got just different fun COVID stuff. Yeah, right? So, but we're so glad that you guys are still here and masking up and, and still willing to get out and, and create that energy. So we have a, someone who's supposed to join me for celebrations. I need to, there he is. Okay, Nolan's coming up because we have an extra celebration that he needs to share, and he's going to help me do celebrations this morning. Can you tell us what your celebration is? It's my 13th birthday. Uh-oh, Dave gets two teenagers now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nolan. Happy birthday to you. Thirteen. Welcome to the teens, buddy. Yeah. All right, so he's going to help me do some celebrations. We have, we have one online celebration. Hang on. And it's from Lisa Robles Jordan. She says, we dropped off Grant Jordan, her son, at his apartment in Corvallis. He's starting college. She said, none of us cried much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just a blubbering mess dropping my kiddos off at school. And then she's also celebrating the knowingness that God, Spirit, continues to heal Nathan Clement and Cole Holmes, which I know are two children who she's been praying for and sending energy to. So we're super glad for that. Jane had a celebration that she shared. Do you want to go get Jane's celebration? Okay. She posted it. Well, I am celebrating my granddaughter, Hazy, is six months old as of yesterday, and she was a five-week preemie, but she's now in six months' clothes at six months, so she has caught up, and I'm celebrating her. Who else has a celebration? 
I just want to celebrate my friend Terry, who has been a great friend and a great service to this community, and she is moving on to Florida. I think this is her last day. So I wanted to say thank you. Hi, I'm celebrating. I took a break from doing in-person prayer chaplaincy for a long time, but I'm back. So if you need prayers at the end of the service, I'm here. Go Hawks, by the way. Um, I am celebrating. I've had a super difficult week with my nephew slash son, and these principles and the way that we try to be here through unity has been unbelievably helpful in getting it to a better place. So I'm really grateful for that. Hi, I'm celebrating my son Jordan Parker Music just released a new song and it's going viral all over the place and it's probably his best work and I'm so proud of him. Thank you, Nolan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Terry, and I, I usually like to sneak away quietly, but I am taking all of you in my heart. I know that I'll find a wonderful community down in Tampa Bay. I will be helping my parents. Of course, I will be getting a job because they're not going to support me. I'm kind of past that age. But... The, the love and the tenderness and the fun of, you know, the hiking club, the women's group, the music events that we've had here, uh, the burning bowl gig that we do, uh, you know, I, I love all that stuff. And I'm going to miss all you guys very, very much. And I'm passing on the hiking torch to whoever is going to set those up. Because we live in central Oregon and you need to be out there. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to miss you guys. Thank you, Nolan, and happy birthday, June. <laughs> All right. And Terry, we're so going to miss you. And, but you can watch online. You will still be part of our community, right? Okay, we better see some chatting from you and you say hi when you go on there, right? So, so excited to be back. And again, and I just want to say it's been an interesting week. You know, when you come and do celebrations, that's one of my favorite parts. And I love doing this so much because it reminds us of all the little things to be grateful for, right? And... I had, we had a little hiccup, you know, how life goes, and you think, okay, we've got a plan, and I know what's going on, and then the crap hits the fan, and you go, wait a minute, so I'm, we're, Kevin and I were supposed to be going, my mother just had um, shoulder surgery, so we're supposed to be leaving tomorrow to go help take care of her, and my son decides to crash on the Mount Bachelor bike park last night and totally breaks his clavicle. And so now Kevin is staying here and helping nurse his shoulder injury while I go help my mom. So 
prayers, just prayers for that. And I will be gone again next week. Probably, I'm not sure when, how long I'm going to be down there, but miss you guys. Yes, we're glad that Kevin was, did not follow him, right? It was why, but he got to see his epic jump, right? But we're so glad to be back, and welcome, everyone. And back to you, William. This is one of my favorite parts of Sunday. So we're going to pose a question, and we would like you to find someone who's not living with you. And the question is, share a time when you experienced a journey of travel or creation that did not go as planned. How did you respond, and what was the outcome? I recall a time that I called two friends of mine and implored them to come to a festival with me in Canada at a small town in B.C. called Shambhala. And we arrived there at the small town and nothing was going on and we found out we were a week early. <laughs> and I had one of the best times of my life. So I encourage you to choose someone who you're not real familiar with, who doesn't live with you, and just be open and talk about a time in your life when you had a plan or project that didn't, do, didn't go as planned and then what happened and, and what came out of it. And we'll uh, take a few minutes just to share that. One of the things I love about this exercise is the times when I've done it and I've, I've felt uncomfortable for a moment asking someone to talk and then heard a story that just changed my perception. It's beautiful when we can be human together and share that. And I'd like to welcome everyone to pray with me. If we could close our eyes and sit back in our chairs and take a breath. And let's drop down past the thoughts in our minds to feel our beingness here together. We are electromagnetic beings sitting on the field of everything right now. And let's take a moment to honor the sacredness of human beings coming together to be in a spiritual place where our worthiness is innate, where our wholeness is accounted for, and from this place, let's feel out into the whole realm of human minds in this whole world and choose to bless it, to accept everything within and without and honor that and bless that and know that everything is just as it's supposed to be right now. And from this place of wholeness, we may become a blessing onto all beings and hold that in our ownness, in our oneness, in our at-oneness, and send that out like a wave, a beautiful wave of blessing and wholeness. And so it is. Oh. 
Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and creates in my life and in the world. And so it is. As we gratefully, oh, as we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. Now we have Donna to share some poetry with us. Destination happiness. All aboard. Destination peace. All aboard. Destination contentment. Ah. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yet, if the train ride is bumpy and your ticket is expired and they run out of food in the dining car, the destinations don't have the same oomph. Remember, you are the conductor and the journey can be divine. Set your train wheels on a track where smooth sailing is possible. Put enough moxie in your moves to enjoy the ride, not just endure it. Open yourself up to absolute joy while heading toward the outcome of your dreams. Dream big, take small steps with gusto. Focus on the now, and the next now, and the next now. Think about how much fun it can be. How creative can you become to shift your consciousness to an ecstatic state? For if you hold on too tight to the final destination, you might be so wrapped up in the anticipation of it all that you miss your stop. So breathe, relax, enjoy. Life is a dance meant to be lived fully. All aboard! In meditation right now, I'd like to invite you to close your eyes and turn away from the outer screen and into the inner screen. And I want you to imagine that you see on that inner movie screen, you see a night sky just chock full of stars. And you're out in the middle of nowhere, just you and all those stars. And as you look at the stars, you feel kind of small, this cosmos is not just vast, it's infinite. And as you are being with that awareness, imagine that you are pulled back through time and space and consciousness to just before 
you were conceived. You are in that dimension that is not physical, but is real. And just to make it easier to imagine that unformed and yet energetically alive, just picture with me that you're coming up to a desk, this beautiful, bright soul that you are, and there's a radiant being at the desk, and you're holding out your passport, and the being takes the passport and stamps it and hands it back. And you look, you look at the stamp, and there's one word written on it, mystery and with that whoosh, you come into form you are inside of your mother and you are developing in mysterious and wonderful ways and there are no guarantees of what that experience will be like for you for some of us, it was so wonderful and nourishing. And for others, it was traumatic. The only guarantee is mystery. The only guarantee is invitation. You are on a journey. Stuff will happen. What will you make of it? And then you are birthed into this world in some way. For some, you slid out easily. For others, it was very traumatic. And maybe you almost didn't make it. But all of us did because we're here. One way or another, we came out. Some of us were welcomed tenderly. It was such a celebration. Others were not really wanted. Some were left alone. There were no guarantees when your passport was stamped, except mystery. Stuff will happen. What will you make of it? And then continuing to fast forward through your life in the silence. As stuff happens, as you go on this amazing mystery ride of incarnation in human form, allow yourself to travel on this ride of memory lane remembering some of the stuff that happened and what you made of it, taking you all the way to the present where stuff is happening, and we all get to make something of it. Let's just be together in the silence with our collective mystery, being in awe and curiosity for what has been and what may be.
And then let's bring our attention back to this moment with gratitude. Gratitude for what has been and what may be. Gratitude for our beautiful souls who handled the mystery with as much finesse as we could muster at the time. Let us come back with open hearts, not holding judgment against ourselves or anyone else, but just grateful that our passport was stamped with mystery. And let's move now into song. told me Cause she said she learned the hard way Says you want to spare the children She said don't give us all your soul away Cause all that you have is your soul Don't be tempted by the shiny apple. Don't you eat of the bitter fruit. Hunger only for a taste of justice. Hunger only for a word of truth. Cause all that you have is your soul. I was a handsome young man once. I had dreams, I had high hopes. Married a woman, she stole my heart away. She gave her love, but what a big price I paid. And all that you have is your soul. Don't be tempted by the shiny apple. Don't you eat of the bitter fruit. Hunger only for a taste of justice. Hunger only for a word of truth. Cause all that you have is your soul. Why was I such a young fool? Thought I'd make history raising babies were the best I could do. Thought I'd make something that could be mine forever. Found out the hard way one can't possess another. And all that you have is your soul. Don't be tempted by the shiny apple. Don't you eat of the bitter fruit. Hunger only for a taste of justice. 
hunger only for the truth cause all that you have is your soul I thought thought that I could find a way to beat the system to make a deal and have no debts to pay take it all I'd take it all I'd run away me for myself first class and first rate but all that you have is your soul don't be tempted by the shiny apple don't you eat of the bitter fruit hunger only for a taste of justice hunger only for a word of truth cause all that you have is your soul Here I am waiting for a better day, a second chance, a little luck to come my way. A hope to dream, a hope that I can sleep again and wake in the world with a clear conscience and clean hands. Cause all that you have is your soul. Don't be tempted by the shiny apple don't you eat of the bitter fruit hunger only for a taste of justice hunger only for what is truth because all that you have is your soul oh my mama told me says she said she learned the hard way Say she want to spare the children. She said, don't give yourself a soul away, because all that you have is your soul. All that you have. All that you have. all that you have is your soul wow that was so beautiful i just I could feel the, the quiet in the room as we were all just present with our souls and our lives and the choices that we made along the way. The passport to mystery is <clears throat> we're, all, we're all on a journey and we have no idea where we're going in terms of the details Oh, we sure think we know sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> you know that saying about make plans and God starts laughing. You know, we, we don't, we don't get to decide how it's going to be. We get to listen to our hearts to know what it is we want and we, we travel down that road, but we don't know how that will end up. 
our desire is, is our fuel that points us in a direction and gets us going. But along the way, the mystery is in charge. And along the way, we have to hold on to our soul. We're here to uncover the brilliance of who we are and let that out into the world. That is our big job here. But it isn't so simple as just saying, ta-da, here I am. It is a process of unfurling. And it, sometimes it happens through, we, we make choices that imperil our souls. And then we have to clean that up. I bet everyone in this room has done something somewhere along the line where you look back and you think, eh, that probably wasn't my best choice. Right? Oh, no. Well, I'm glad there's somebody who missed that one. <laughs> but, but really, maybe it was. Maybe, even though on just a scale of moral rectitude in our culture, it's something that we didn't consider so great, maybe it was exactly what our souls needed to go deeper, to find more love. When I was 17, I entered the convent. I was a good Catholic girl, pretty naive. I was inexperienced in terms of sexuality. I'd been kissed a few times by a few different boys, but nothing, nothing too significant. And because I was the oldest of eight kids, I thought that, you know, the mothering thing, oh, been there, done that. I've had so much babysitting experience. I don't need any more. The convent is perfect for me. Well, at 17, really? How do you know that? And so what ended up happening in the course of the nine years I was in the convent was somewhere along the line, I met a young woman who was a lesbian, and I got into a relationship with her. When I entered the convent, I had never heard the word lesbian. I had no concept that people had sex with their same gender. I didn't even know it was a thing. So it took me completely by surprise to become involved in this way with someone else, and yet it's sex, which is a good thing. It was a sexual awakening for me. And it was also totally out of integrity. It was out of integrity with the fact that I was a nun and I had made these vows and it was out of integrity with who I am as a person because I'm not a lesbian. But it felt good. And this was the 60s, let's just put this in context. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And even though we didn't really get to listen to the radio and the only television we got to watch was College Bowl on <laughs> Sunday night, 
we know now that we are not an island and that if it's going on in the greater world, somehow we get that energetic message. So, you know, I discovered in retrospect, there was a lot of that going on in the convent. <laughs> Just in the tell-all fashion here. <laughs> but at some point, at some point, it didn't really work for me to continue with this, and, and I left. And I didn't end up leaving the relationship because she also left, and it was just this perfect dysfunctional relationship because it was born out of a lack of integrity, and I didn't have the skill and the courage at that point in my life to say, um, you know, actually, when I was thinking, after all, I do want a partner, I was thinking of a man. <laughs> you know, I couldn't say that because that would hurt her feelings. And so I stayed in this relationship for a number of years more. That was based on a lie. This is not who I am, and this is not where I want to be. That was the lie at the foundation of it. So you can just try to imagine how dysfunctional that would be. So that was my first serious relationship. But what I gained from that was a recognition that it was important to be true to myself, that it was important to speak up and say what was true. Trust me, I needed a lot more practice on that one, but it got me started <laughs> in that direction. So as I, as I reflect back on that, part of my journey, there was a lot of good that was in it for me. There was a lot of good that came from being out of integrity and recognizing that. And knowing myself at that point, if I'd gone off to college in the midst of the 60s, I can guarantee you, I can think of a number of other ways I would have messed up and my life would have gone in another direction. So whatever it is for you that you look back on and think, oh, also think about what did you make of it? What did you make of it that makes you who you are today? Our life journeys are mystery. And we are creators who are just taking the mystery and making something of it. Some of our journeys are physical journeys that we take. So last week, Claire was talking about how she was in Roatan. I was in Reno again. We always seem to bounce back to Reno and then, and then down to Lake Tahoe because we were going for a Shakespeare play. It's something that we've done there right on Lake Tahoe a number of years and it's wonderful. And that was the whole reason we went down there and we were going to meet some friends also, which we did. But, but it was really smoky. I mean, the whole time there, I did not see any blue sky until I got back to Bend. So, and then the day that we were going to the Shakespeare play, the last day that we were going to be there, we actually got to have um, lunch with Claire's mom and her husband and Claire's sister. And if you're watching, hi. Um, 
And that was wonderful, and they were going to the play as well until we all found out that, oh, sorry, there's a new fire and it's been canceled. So then, then the, here's a kink in the journey, right? It's like, wait a minute, another fire? And how am I going to get home? Because it's really close. And so we turned on the television, which I don't usually watch, but um, we're looking at the television, trying to get information on where is this fire and what is the safe route home? And, you know, if you've ever watched coverage of the fires on TV, there's, you know, flames everywhere, and it's, it's like watching the worst horror movie. And so I'm completely traumatized by that. No, how are we going to get home? And, and, and it still wasn't very definitive. It's talking about, well, it's this place, and we don't know where that place is. And we're on our phones trying to figure out, is that near where we have to go? And, and so neither of us slept very well that night, just kind of freaking out about are we going to have to drive through flames? Are they going to turn us back? Are we never going to get home? You know, all these worst-case scenarios, not handling the mystery very well. So um, at some point in the night when I was awake and stewing, I, I was thinking, yeah, I did it again. I put this topic out for a talk, and, I, and it's all about the journey, and so now I get to have a journey. <laughs> And, and then I thought, well, what are some other journeys I've had? <laughs> and I remembered, I, I've told, some of you haven't heard it and some of you had, but I had this amazing road trip journey um, with my previous husband. We went out in a motorhome, and, and what was important about this was we were listening to this recording by Mary Morrissey talking about the power of prayer. And she's citing one example after another of what prayer can do. And I'm like, wow. But does that happen for regular people? You know, ordinary people like me, because I have not had these experiences. Well, if any of you have read the Celestine Prophecy, which I had recently read at that time, it says, Pose a question to the universe and pay attention. The answer is coming. So I posed the question, does this work for ordinary people? And the next thing that happened is our motorhome, which was full of gas, breaks down on the side of the road. It's five o'clock in the afternoon, a Friday, drizzling, and we're approaching the Great Divide in Provo, Utah. And so we think, oh, what are we going to do now? My husband was handling the worst case scenarios. He had a whole bunch of them in line. But I thought, oh, so this is an, a chance to pray. And this was pre-unity for me. I didn't have a big prayer practice, but I just start making stuff up. And I started praying prayers of gratitude, which wasn't a thing for me at that point. This was way before Oprah and her lists of gratitude and all this. It was not my practice, but somehow I stumbled upon it then. So I'm thanking, 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 thanking for everything I can think of. And five minutes later, a tr pickup truck from the opposite direction whips around, comes out, says, what's the problem? It, well, we're broken down. The next thing you know, he's under the RV with all the collective wrenches. And he says, oh, here's the problem. It's your fuel pump. You're not getting the gas to your engine. I just happen to have one I just bought in my rig. <laughs> Would you like me to put it in? 
And this is a 1970 RV, and it's 1995. He just bought it, so he puts it in, charges us $54 because he's got the receipt, and that's it. Go on your way, have a great vacation. This was a defining moment in my life <laughs> because I really had no idea that prayer could be so powerful. I had no idea that miracles like this could happen. I had no idea. And so the act of that RV breaking down was a prime example of life is happening for us, not to us. Even though there are many moments when it feels quite the opposite, doesn't it? We cannot see how this could be good. And so at a moment like that, it's important that we lean into our resources. And gratitude is a huge one. Jump ahead, make the assumption, okay, this works out great. I have no idea what the great part is. I just know it does because that's how this cosmos is wired. Because I am divine creation right here in this body and I claim it for myself. And as I do, it all begins to unfold. So I'm just gonna jump ahead, like reading the last page of a book, and say, oh, okay, good, it works out. I'm so great, I'm so happy it works out. Have you ever done that? Have you jumped ahead to make sure the hero or heroine stays alive at the end? Because you're so afraid that they're gonna die, you know, so in case you're one of those people. Um, you can do that. You can do that in your life when you don't know how it's going to work out. Sometimes our journeys are journeys of creation. We're creating something and it's so exciting for us. It's so important to us. And we are immersed in mystery. So for example, our Unity community, we started out a year ago in, well, a year and a half ago, in February, and we, we had been working on this whole idea because we were, this room was packed every Sunday. And in fact, we had a second service. And we were thinking about, where are we being called? What is the greatest expression of us? And we had big dreams. And we had this whole idea that, that was coming together and, and partners were showing up and, and we had this huge, huge vision and we presented it at the annual meeting in February. And it was just something that had us like, whoa, we don't know how to do this. We, I mean, we've got a couple ideas, but basically we don't know how to do this. It's just so alive. And then COVID hits. And now we're back to, you know, this is a big crowd right now. And there are others of you who are watching online. But it's hard to get a bead on the community and what's, how are you all feeling? Especially those of you who are out there. We can't see you. If you're on Facebook and you're chatting, we're so appreciative because then we can at least know there was somebody there. <laughs> but, but it's, 
it's really hard in this time. And so maybe that big dream that we had, maybe it morphed inside the mystery. Maybe that's not where we're going anymore. But the hard part is, well, then where are we going? What are we doing? And we don't know the answer. And so we have to hold, go back to resources. All that you've got is your soul. And so we, we go back to what's true for us. Who are we? What is our mission here? And what we know is we are this spiritual expression of divinity. We are here as a community to embody love and awaken spiritual consciousness. And the how we're going to do that, mystery. It will change. And our job is to be responsive and to be listening, listening to what is our soul saying, our individual souls and our communal souls. And to keep rooted in that. I'm part of a mastermind group that is really holding the vision for who we are and who we may be. And one day we were focusing on this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we're going where we thought we were going. Well, let's take that to meditation. And so we took that into meditation. And what I got was this image of we are on these seas. And the seas are like the mist of Avalon, if you picture that, just fog everywhere, but it's, it's, we're in the mystery. You can't see at all where we're going. And our job is just to know that it's okay. Like if you read that book, The Mists of Avalon, you go out of the mists of Avalon, the mists, and then there you are at Avalon, which is this magical place of priestesses and power, and it's, it's wonderful. You want to go to Avalon, but you can't get there unless you go through the mists. So in my meditation, we're going through the mists, and then we go in through this amazing cave, the cave of Fingal in, in Scotland. And, and it's, it's like inside of it, it's like a cathedral. It inspired a, um, a symphony by, I can't remember if it was Handel or Mozart, but somebody did a a concert based on that. And you go through this cave, and then we popped out the other side, and we were sailing through the stars. And it was just, oh, wow. So when we're in this place of the mystery, having a visual, because the way that our brains are wired, we, we relate to images. That's our native language. And so hold on to something that gives you that, oh, wow, that gives you that gratitude. So we as a community, in my mind, we're sailing among the stars. And it's like, wow, how did we get here? This is so awesome. So whatever the sailing through the stars equivalent of embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness as a community is, that's what we're up to. 
So let's be thankful now for that. But notice, notice what happens along the way. Whatever it is that your creation is, that dream, that dream that matters so much to you, whether it's for you individually or you as part of some community that you're part of or for your business or for your family, whatever it is, that dream that matters so much, you set the course from your heart. This is what I want. And then you go into the mystery. You, you have to let go of things. Like, I don't know, I was at the High Desert Museum recently, and you know that if you've been there, it's this amazing exhibit, and it shows the same location, the High Desert, through the, the eras. And there's this one part with the pioneers, and you see all the, the things that they took that they had to let go along the way all these chests and, you know, things that, that were precious to them, and they had to let them go. We have to let go of our ideas. We have to let go of our stuff. We have to let go of maybe some personality traits that get refined in the process. We have to let go. We have to face our fears. We have to face the identity question of who am I? Because life will not allow us to continue playing small. If we have said, I want to awaken. Trust me, there are plenty of people that get to continue playing small, but they didn't have the same contract. They didn't say, I want to be here for awakening. And if you're sitting in this room, you did say that. You did say that. And so you have to face the identity question. Who are you? You are not small, no can do. You are huge, vast cosmos expressing in human form. You are here because you have to be here. We need you now. You are here to express your talents in ways that are so big and so amazing. And you must do that. And the mystery will call that forth. The mess that you're in, whether it's this pandemic or something of your own personal devising. This is a gift. It's the mystery. It's the mud of creation. And we're here to, on this journey to use it and make something of it. And we need our resources. We need resources of community. I felt so supported coming home because I knew there were so many people praying for us. It really made a difference. And I've heard that again and again and again from people who say, will you please pray about blah, 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 whatever it is. And they say, oh, it helped so much to know people were praying. Pr 
prayer is huge. One of the things that has come up for me as I think about this fall and what do I want to do this fall, what programs, you know, and will we be able to come together? No, maybe they'll be on Zoom again, you know, whatever. As I'm thinking about all this, one of the things that really spoke to my heart is I want to, I want to create this explosion of positivity. I want to see everybody embracing the idea of prayer. So I'm going to offer a free prayer class for everybody. And, and I, want, I want you to do it and tell your friends. And if it's, a, it's going to be in the morning, and if you, you have a day job and can't do it, then later I'll do one in the evening. But, but let's get everybody praying. Let's get past the point where it's like, well, I don't know how to pray. That's your job. You're a minister. You know, let's, let's not do that anymore. Let's just say, hey, we can all do this. So this class gives you lots of practice. There's somebody, who, who was in the prayer class that just finished? Would you stand up for a minute just so people can see who you are? Carol and Donna and William. There were other people in the class, but they're the ones in the room that were in the class. Talk to them and see what it was like. It was such a wonderful class. And you will walk away from it feeling confident that you can pray. You will feel like your life is so much richer. Prayer is a key resource. So whether or not you take the class, pray. Pray. And what prayer means is not, oh God, I beg you, solve this problem for me. No. Prayer is about alignment. It's saying, oh yes, I remember who I am. I remember that what looks like a mess is mystery that I get to do something with and I am not alone. It takes community, it takes practice so that we don't see it as it appears, but we see it rightly as it truly is. And that's what we're here to do. And when we do that, that is what will shoot us out into the stars of possibility. We are here to travel into the mists into the mystic mystery and find out who we are and bless the world with that. That's why we are here. So let's, let's do that. Let's go sailing into the mystic.
we were born before the wind also younger than the sun yeah the bonnie boat was one as we sailed into the mystic hark now hear the sailors cry smell the sea and feel the sky let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic and when that foghorn Magnificently, we will float into the mystic. our time for offering, a time for us to show support for this community and the work that is being done. We can text the dollar amount, 25, 500, 100,000, for <laughs> click on the link to receive a fill out a one-time registration or submit and you're finished. And next time simply text the same amount with the phone number and donation and it's done. We want to send these out and just feel the abundance that is here now already. 
and let it flow out to the community. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. Welcome to all those who are visiting today or newcomers. We have a blue card that we can fill out and also there's a place online to fill out information for that. And we have some announcements coming up. Ananda Yogiji is in concert in per person August 29th and he's a passionate singer-songwriter and I heard he's beloved on the Kirtan circuit from people I know. And we, we're getting together. I'm going to hold this. It's easier for me. Birthday bags for Mountain Star Family Relief Nursery School. And this is for at-risk children who have at-risk parents. And we get together and make birthday bags for them for first, second, and their third year because they may not have a birthday otherwise. And that's something we've done in the past, and it's meant a lot to those children and those families. And it's an honor to provide a service like that to the community. We have a Brit. Yes, but it has to move so that we don't get all the same of one thing. We need a bunch of different things. And we have a symposium coming com coming up in which we're hosting. It's the Bridges of Justice Symposium, September twentieth and twenty third, through the twenty third, and it's live and online and streamed. And this is just part of the wave of the conscious awakening where we're recognizing as a species that all of us are worthy of dignity and justice. So if anyone wants to be part of this wave happening, please come and attend your welcome. And then we have uh, a World Day of Prayer, September 8th and 9th. And the details are on our calendar and the signups are also on our calendar. And then we have a new prayer class starting Friday, September 10th with Reverend Jane. And I just finished this prayer class. And my whole concept of prayer has changed. It's now a tool I can use for self-soothing, for finding meaning in my life, and also being able to negotiate this world instead of from victimhood 
a place of empowerment. And that's September 10th, which when it starts. And now, please join me in the prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. And so it is. Sing with us because you know the words you just said. The light of God surrounds me. I just want to say thank you. Th- 